Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone right. says, all right, there all right. there's no way. No, no. There is, but we play okay. it in after. It's quite, it's quite naff. <laughs> I mean, we can't do an acapella to change it. singing voices Sometimes, we, sometimes in the olden days, yeah. in sort of year one and two, you used to make up theme tunes for the guests. That's when we were, we were in the sex stage of the relationship. Now yes. just, everything's dropped off. Yes. Oh, and I feel like Tanya's arse. I feel like, you know, why don't you? Yeah. Oh, naff. Okay. Shall I drop a beat? <laughs> We're here on the Scummy Mummies podcast with Tanya Moody and Ellie Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Okay, welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And who have we got today, Ellie? Mm. Sorry, I had some tea. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. I thought we were going to ask her. I know, exactly. Who have we got, lady? We've got Tanya Moody. Yay! Hello, Tanya. How are you? I'm great. We're absolutely ecstatic to have you. Um, For those of you who don't know you, should you just sort of tell the listener who you are? Who the hell are you, Tanya Moody? Well, most people don't know me. I kind of of pride myself on that fact. I'm very happy about it because I'm I'm just, I'm a jobbing actor. Mm -hmm. And... um, you may remember me from such shows as... Um, so I do a show called Motherland. Uh, and and I which play... is going to have a third series, is that right? No, yes, it is. Yes, yes quite right. Oh, comedy show about parenting, it'll never catch on. <laughs> it's too niche. It's Nobody too niche. Wants to, yeah. No one wants to watch or listen to parenthood. Yeah. No. Not that we've been told by about five commissioning editors that parenting's too niche or anything, Tanya. We're not, we're not, we're not bitter. We're no, not bitter. we'll let that go eventually. Ellie. Anyway, sorry, back to you. No, not, not at all. <laughs> So that's the, I suppose that's where maybe the bulk of your listeners might know me from. Yes. You know, I never do things like reel off my CV because I find it too cringeworthy. You know, people are saying, so what you, have you done? She's been in Star Wars, listeners. You've, you've been in Star Wars. Blink and you'll miss me, though, but right? You still work. It was, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience, but still very, very quick. <laughs> yes. But Tanya... You're a baddie in Star Wars. I know, it's wicked. You're a baddie. Baddies get the, the best outfits. Yes, yeah. they do. So good. And I made up a whole backstory for myself as well, even awesome. though it was like, you know, one or two lines. Yeah. It yeah. was actually meant to be more lines. And then I got in there one day and after a fitting, they were like, do you mind just um, hanging around a bit? Because we're just, we're just discussing the scene. We might get you into rehearse something. I was like, okay, fine. And I went to the trailer and, you know, waited, waited another hour, waited another hour. And I was like, it's fine, you know, I'm... At Pinewood, waiting in a trailer. This is great, yep, you yeah, know, so exciting. Yeah. And then there's a knock on the door. Hi, Miss Moody. Hi, yes. Um, yeah, we've had to cut all your lines. So we're just... I was like... <laughs> oh, no. Because it's like it's a constantly malleable script, right? Because mm. they're, they're, they're creating, like, the tightest story arc to get across this story. So when I saw how they cut out, I was like, yeah, I would have done the same. Actually. Okay. It makes total sense. The other stuff, you know, the lines that I had, they would have been totally extraneous. It has mm. to go, you know, Darth Doodah walks in, he says this, we get scared, he punishes somebody, everybody moves on. It's got to be boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Instead of me going, mm, hello, yes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listen to my backstory. <laughs> Did you not try a Jedi mind track on them? No, you don't need to cut my lines. My yeah, lines are very I good. I shall perform them well. <laughs> exactly. Well, I suppose I, yeah. I kind of did that. But so when I got on set finally on the day, I was just so happy to be there and I was having such a good time. And of course, as well, I met friends who were doing the same scene that I didn't know were in it because we weren't allowed to tell anybody that we were doing it. So I got there on the first day and I was like, 
<laughs> oh, I did it too, but I've got no yeah, lines. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was oh, so no. fun. So I was in such a jolly, tail-waggy mood. <laughs> so I think that J.J. Abrams kind of picked up on that. So he was like, oh... Um, actually, Tanya, why don't you say that? So he was kind of making up lines for me to say as I went along. And I was thinking, oh, I, wish I wish I'd had them before. But it was fun. You know, it was really nice to be given something to yeah. get my teeth into. What a buzz. What a, an amazing so fun. thing. Yeah. So, so fun. And, so, that- and they, they gave you the character, wasn't it? They, they said, do you want to be in Star Wars? Like, who do you want to be? No, it was like a proper, it was all, I was a, a really taken aback how it seems like every part has a name. Even if someone doesn't say anything, they've got a name. Right. And they got a kind of history. So, I mean, I think they gave me my name and they, I knew what scene it would be. And I knew it was on the dark side. And then I wrote myself because, you know, that's how I work. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> professional. And I wrote an entire backstory for myself mm-hmm. to justify myself being in the room. So even though I had, you know, one or two lines, I was like, I know exactly why I'm saying that. I know where she's been. I know <laughs> yeah. where she's exactly going. Exactly what I had for breakfast. <laughs> yes. She used to work in a Paddy Power <laughs> On Tatooine. Exactly, yes, it was like that. Everything I knew about myself was great. I loved it. Excellent. Oh, amazing. Oh, I want to be on that. I know a lady down the road who was the massage lady for Poe Dameron. Oh, that's a great celebrity anecdote. <laughs> the again. massage lady for Potemara. I love it. Uh, how many times have I told I you, it. save these brilliant celebrity stories for Graham Norton. <laughs> oh, You're no, spending so all your good. gold. Oh, I know. Her name's Ruth. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ruth, if you're listening. Oh, wow. Oh, Who that's would have won a massage Poe I, I know. I would be bragging about that. Oh. Hello. Yeah. yeah, but she didn't do it, Tanya. Don't. Right. It's just she knows someone who we don't know. We've never met. We're never going to meet. Who's touched Poe Dameron? I mean, you know. Who's oh. touched him? He's yeah. moved yeah. into touching now. Oh, you've, you've, not massage. You've met someone who's touched, like, the whole of the cast of Star Wars. Oh, there you go. I suppose so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but before we get more into career chat, we didn't just ask it here to, you know, we're not nerds. We didn't just invite you to ask you about Star Wars. No. You can go now. No, not really. Um, oh, bye. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Tanya, tell us about your family. My mum and dad are both in Ottawa in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's where I was born. Yeah. Um, and my stepdad as well, who's glorious. And he's been with my mum now for like over 30 years. So he's very much part of the family. And, uh, and then my brother's in Toronto. He's an actor as well. And a producer and a director and a creator. And his, so my brother's name is Andrew. And his wife's name is Tanya. Spelt the same way. Wow. So are there two Tanya Moody's? There are two Tanya Moody's. <gasps> and my partner's name is Andrew. Hang Ooh. on. Hello. <laughs> and then yeah. I've got two nieces over there in Toronto. And then so my family here, I've got a 12-year-old girl named Willow. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's it. Excellent. And yes. your, your 12-year-old has just started year seven... She's just September. finishing. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've you've got one on the way, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've just got a daughter in year six, and we just had like the Zoom chat oh, with like the, the deputy head at, oh, um, at her geez. school, and so we are just entering the kind of hormone oh, big change. Geez. Will we get a bra or not? When will our periods come? Oh, this is, this and that's is, just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Doing online dating is really hard. Um, so, um, but yes, uh, the yeah, I I'm I'm sort of bracing myself because all it's the whole thing. Like she's been at a fairly hippie South London local primary school, right. and now we're going to do uniforms and all sorts of serious chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a big thing. How has your first year been? I mean, it's been weird, obviously. It, yes, in a cupboard, but yeah. Yeah, I have to say, I'm one of the lucky parents in that if she was any younger, I would have had to be dealing with homeschooling in an active way do you know what I mean year yeah. six actually the curriculum in year six is very hard I mean for them obviously it's straightforward because mm. they've led up to it but if you're going to ask I mean I can't even do their kind of long division yeah. do you know what I mean mm. and she asked me to help her with something and I'm like uh, well this is how I did it in 1976 <laughs> oh that's better than me I go here's a calculator <laughs> why, why would anyone do maths by hand that's yeah, ludicrous like yeah. what and then it would have had to be way more hands on you know yeah. Whereas year seven, what I have found, it could just be because I'm a terrible mum. I do admit that. It could just be because I'm a very bad person. But I've basically done nothing. That sounds dreamy. Yeah, I've done nothing. She's been in her room doing actual classes. They have to sign in on Zoom every morning at like, I think, 8.30, 8.45. Yeah. They do the full schedule of classes wow. on Zoom. Wow. Yeah, and she has breaks. They even do PE. So she's got, I go up to her room, she's got my yoga mat. (laughs) Do you know? She's, it's the whole shaboodle, but from home. Yeah. And we still had the report cards and everything. So she's kept up. Wow. 
and I've just kind of stood back. And you could just like start smoking in the garden, having prosecco <laughs> at midday. I know exactly. Fine. How are you doing, darling? Know, okay, great. Exactly. <laughs> Get my back partner to your and Zoom. I kissing by the garden shed, you know, <laughs> having a fag, looking up at a room like, oh, she's done. Quick, put it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have you got any tips for the transition, surviving the transition? Um, well, I think I had to make sure I didn't get involved or helicoptery around her social life. Because for me, what I realised was that the most important thing is that socially she feels anchored. Yeah. You know, all this concern about, oh, this class, that class, her grades, teaching, da da da, da actually, at that stage, is entirely secondary. Okay, mm. that's great. It's about her making friends because mm-hmm. that's the only thing for my daughter that she was concerned about and that that's where her nerves came from yeah will I make any friends because she didn't know anybody at her new school do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and so I got on board with her to just focus on that and not be not talk about other stuff that yeah. parents would that we would get on knickers in a twist about yeah. do you know what I mean we can have the, the sleepless nights. yeah that that's stuff, my but... business so I was, yeah. she'd be like oh I won't make any friends like, of course you will Off you you're go. a nice go. girl <laughs> You know, all the stuff. Yeah. I'm not really yeah. giving her that confidence. And then, you know, the first day meeting her and she went to school in the first week with a stinking cold. So she was a bit kind of glassy eyed anyway. I think she's patient zero. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. Chuck and trace. Chuck yes. and trace. There we go. I hope they don't know where we live. But yeah. So, um, yeah. So actually that was a bit of a, it ended up being a bit of an opener for her to meet some people. Because she'd be sputtering away. And so one girl said to her, are you okay? <laughs> she went, no, I'm dying. And that apparently made them laugh. Yeah. And then, awesome. Are, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. yeah. Are you a Bronte sister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it TB? Yeah. Um, oh, bless her. That's a really yeah. nice thing, because I think you think about the big transition, about all the new academic stuff. And, um, and yeah, I'm sort of worried about homework and all that sort of thing, because we've been literally doing fuck all at home well, i mean we've talked about this before but then that's been my attitude with lockdown as well my kids are younger than yours like my kids are five and nine but like mm. i don't really give a monkeys if they come out of this not knowing enough about the romans like yeah. i feel like if they want to read a book on julius caesar when they're 25 yeah. that's entirely up to yeah. them <laughs> um but i care more about their sort of mental well-being and yeah again not that they have to be gloriously happy and every day has to be a, a day of fun and adventure because that's not feasible either yeah. but surely it's about is your kid all right yeah is that is that what you're going for? Absolutely. They just... I think what I learned very quickly in year seven was that, and I'm, I'm pretty certain this is the same throughout all secondary schools, is that the first term definitely, possibly even second term, it's just about them helping the students to learn how to learn in that way. Mm. Yeah. And they were really clear about telling us, don't get attached to whatever outcome she's getting at this stage. If her marks go up or down or whatever, they said, that's just normal. They're going to be oscillating all the time because they're learning how to learn Mm. so then that I think that's I'm going to blame them for me pulling back because I was just (laughs) like well then I'm just going to what will be will be be. bye okay (laughs) the helicopter has crashed yeah Yeah. forget it (laughs) take over that kind of thing we were saying at the beginning of the podcast you were in this amazing show called Motherland Mm -hmm. and you had a particular I would say version of motherhood that you portrayed as Meg and I loved the first series but I think something about the second series it became a bit larger and a bit more mucky there is so much stuff about motherhood now and often Ellie and I were like we won't read this book we won't watch this show because we don't want to be influenced by we'll steal the jokes basically yeah Yeah. but I love that first episode you're in because you just sort of burst into the the little niche or the little group of mothers and say right let's get pissed let's go out let's piss on the street let's fall (laughs) down a bus are are you that mum in real life are you the let's have another because we all know that mum I don't think it's me is it, is it you I don't think it's I'd, no it's not me I'd like to think it was me that goes let, let's go up I'm actually I'm always the last one to leave the pub yeah I'm always the last true. yeah we always are the last the last <laughs> to, people to, to leave. leave most things yeah maybe we are that guy yeah <laughs> uh, you see I'm listening to you guys and I'm going every single person I've ever met done, had that conversation <laughs> <laughs> all of my like how many of my friends have like texted me going it's me isn't it <laughs> It's me. Oh my god, I can't believe you. I'm the one going. Come on, one more drink. Come on, yeah. (laughs) Can't believe you leave you based on us. You've never even met us. Unbelievable. I know. And so many of my friends have been like that. I'm like, well, to be honest with you, I am very happy that people have been so warm and welcoming, encouraging about it. But I'm also really surprised that so many women can relate to her. I don't. I don't think I know any Megs. Yeah. If I do. 
they've been very quiet about that mm. around me, probably because I'm very boring. Mm. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I wouldn't do that with you, Tanya. <laughs> you're, mm. you're so tedious. No, I wouldn't do that with you. So, so you, you are not, you're not a Meg character in real life? Yeah, I mean, okay, hand on heart, I was Meg. Right. Up until I was 18-ish. When I was into that, my thing was, um, I really liked psychedelics. Yeah. Shrooms, LSD. That was back in the day. I've, if my kid hears this... Actually, we've had this chat already. Okay, we we watched a, a documentary about psychedelics. Mm. So we had a very, very frank talk about all those things. Yeah. Um, I'm actually tempted now. I mean, not today. Yeah. But someone, someone recently said, because I've been going through, you know, separation and trauma and all that sort of stuff. She said, the best thing I ever did was go to Amsterdam, take mushrooms for a weekend. And that sorted me out. I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds that sounds like a great oh. option. I'm going to to Kent with you this weekend with some Prosecco. What more do you oh. want? <laughs> I was so bloody greedy. Right. I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> wow why don't I, I don't... do a contrast and compare <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah well I see what I'll go to Kent I'll go to Kent with the Prosecco just on my own you go to Amsterdam with the mushrooms and we'll do Insta stories <laughs> and we'll see we'll see who survives we'll see who well, lives my partner and I went to Amsterdam because well we'd never been yeah well I hadn't he's been a lot with work and so I was like I'm this isn't fair uh, let's go to Amsterdam and let's just relax up ourselves you know what I mean we all know what you mean Tanya yeah, <laughs> relax, up yeah let's just relax up ourselves <laughs> on a weekend in Amsterdam and um a friend of mine is um Dutch and she said now listen Tanya if you because I was only going to do edibles cause I don't smoke and she said okay um if you're gonna do an edible yeah and um, don't eat all the cake because it's very strong just have a little bite you know it's enough it's enough can like you a, eat a little amount of cake? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, a, like a Greg's yum yum. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like a little, like, like, like the, the stuff they give strong. you for free at the at the counter on a plate. You know, when you get like the samples of the brownie, not the full brownie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I've like seen an, you. You don't ever have one sample. No, I never have one sample. <laughs> well, it's free. Puts it back together. <laughs> so it's like sort of brownie Frankenstein brownie. brownie shape. Like, yeah. She's just like, oh, they've chopped up this whole cake for me. That's very kind. Oh, nom, 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 Thank nom. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she said, have a little bit. So have a little bit. And so we got some cake and I eventually, long story short, I ended up having to eat the whole damn thing to feel anything. <laughs> and then I realised, it's in my head, it's been so long since I've done this, like 30 years. And I think clearly yeah. my tolerance levels are through the roof. Whereas mm-hmm. my partner, on the other hand, he just fell asleep. <laughs> awesome. But I know. So like, to reconnect. Party <laughs> animal, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, can we go back to the hotel room? Just, you know, just yeah. fell asleep. He needs to relax down himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're relaxed. It's too relaxed, babes. Too relaxed. So I'm just like Hello. staying out, just watching Dutch TV, like just <laughs> off my face. You oh. can do that in Catford. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, mate, I can sort you out. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> we just send a text. Uh, Anyway, big fan of Amsterdam. Love yeah. your work. Love yeah. it. We love your work, Amsterdam. You go, Helen. Love you go you. and you take some shrooms. We'd all like to watch. We'd all like to see it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. It's all very good. Um, what we, we're we going to go to? Motherland we're still talking about. We're we? still yeah. talking about Motherland. Sorry. And, and as has as, as been established, in the first series of Motherland, mm. there were no black characters. Was that an issue for you? Is that something you thought about yeah, going into so this, okay. So this is really interesting. Because obviously I'm... The, the actor in terms of like agency in these types of jobs, the actor is usually like the lowest on the rung in terms of agency, right? You mm. just, you get phoned up, you say, we want you to audition for this thing. You're up against like a hundred other women, da, 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 da. you go and you, fight, you duke it out until the end and you get the part, you know? Yeah. And then you, then you follow orders, basically. That's, that's my job. I'm not complaining. That's, okay. that's the gig. That's yeah. act- actoring in yeah. a nutshell yeah. by Tanya Moody. <laughs> in the actor's studio, yeah, it's Tanya Moody. Basically, you've got questions? no fucking control over every, anything. Everyone thinks you're a Do piece what, of shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, just be yeah. fucking grateful. That's yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But write pretty a much. backstory about you working in Paddy Power on Tatooine. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yes, do all the work, do all that homework. So, um, Are you so listening, rather, students? Are you listening? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pay enough for this. But I did have those questions in, in, within me. I didn't kind of... Um, I was curious about it. To me, when I watched the first series, I thought this is like the perfect company and the perfect combination of characters. Why on earth would they fix something that wasn't broken Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah I was so scared that they were going to bring me in and I was going to ruin it yeah do you know what I mean yeah so all I could do is trust them just Mm. trust because they're all really high caliber writers Mm. however so once we did it and then there was a Q&A after the whole thing had already happened and had been aired someone asked that question Mm. and the writers who were there said 
very clearly, yes, we looked back on the first series, felt that it was unrepresentative of the demographic of London. And we felt, well, shame on us, basically. That was our bad. Is this London or not? Like, what are we going to commit to? Do you Mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So when I heard her say that, I was like, oh, oh, that sounds <laughs> bit of diversity, yeah, bless it. It's bless nice, it. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, 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 she yeah. had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, great. So yeah, I was happy about that. Mm. Yeah, because it is it is very clear that there are not enough um, representation of diverse mums in the media. Like when, what would you what would you like to see? I mean, in terms of when you were started off as a mother twelve years ago, mm-hmm. did you feel like you were being represented? Do you think it has changed? Do you think it has got better? My experience as a mum back then in South East London, in an area that had already gone, you know, been gentrified, you know, I was in Peckham. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it was like, and I moved to Peckham like before it was cool. People were saying, where is that? <laughs> I think you'll find Ellie was born there 40 years ago. Yeah. So my parents lived me? there because in the 70s, late 70s, it was a really rough, cheap area. It was an London. outlier. It was an outlier. They couldn't afford to live in Dulwich yeah. or Blackheath. Or, Absolutely. You know, so, that's where, yeah. so by the time I had Willow, like, I don't know, 10 years later or something, it was dead trendy. Yes. And um, yeah, I can totally relate to this thing there. There's this writer named Candice Braithwaite Mm. who wrote this book, I'm Not Your Baby Mother, which I've just ordered. I've not read it yet. But she said that her experience being a black mum was like the representation that she she felt she was expected to strive for with this kind of horizontal stripes and sort of bobs and all that stuff. Mm. And when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going crazy. It is like that. And you don't sort of realise it. It's not... It's not a sense of resentment or anything. You just mm. suddenly realise that, oh, of course, there is a cut-out picture. And I always felt like a bit of a square peg in a round hole. But at the same time, because I know who I am inside, obviously, as the human being, all the complexities of being a human being, I just kind of thought, well, I'll gravitate towards people who are like me. But I think they, you know, I would be seen on the surface as being you know, a black mum running behind them, trying to flag them down, like you know, going to... you know whatever jogging in the park with your pram yeah and people being slightly like do you know what I mean like Mm. I don't think we're gonna have much in common or whatever and I kind of I don't know I kind of accepted that I think it's my personality I'm quite used to being an outlier for lots of different reasons but that's entirely subjective to me so I, I I'm I'm you know, it's like I'm from Canada. I'm not originally from here. Uh, you know, I'm, I've come from a really kind of weird middle class background. I went to like a French nunnery for school. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Like, uh, there's all these really weird things. She's so weird, Ellie. Yeah, like, no wonder she went to live in Nunhead. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was like, this shit is following me. <laughs> if I really want to make a friend, I thrust myself on them. You can't get rid of me. If no, I want no. to be my friend, you can't get rid of me. She's seen what she did when we opened the door. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. I'll um, never get literally. that stain out. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> she's not taking care of those social distancing no. rules, Ellie. Because you all know when you get that look from people, like you, you're not in this. Grand. Yeah, and, and that that can be that must be horrific. Like going, oh, actually, no. I think you'll find we're these types of mums, and it becomes not tribes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. But it like, is tribal, though. It Come is. on, yeah, it okay. is right. Yeah, yeah. Mums and all that, but it and it becomes it's interesting because motherhood should be a a way in which we connect, but it's also a massive way in which we disconnect because it's like are you breastfeeding or are you bottle feeding? Yes, are you, yes, yes. Are you doing all those sort of things, yes. and you suddenly find the differences rather yeah. than the the similarities. Absolutely, and also I was always very conscious of the potential disconnect between my experience and my friends who desperately wanted children but couldn't have them. Mm. Yeah, and I was always very trying to be as sensitive as possible of not othering them in any way do you know what I mean yeah and not being like oh well now I have fulfilled my purpose (laughs) as a woman by becoming a you know all those things that you can say in very casual ways yeah and actually someone's gone I'm finally me you know out like all this stuff actually I don't know there's been there have been a lot of strange outlier othery experiences being mum but also I think as the weird artist in me Mm. I've slightly fed off them (laughs) I've been like, oh wow, look what's happening now. Oh, interesting. No, they're the weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're Ooh, the weird ones. Her, neat. And then finding my tribe mm. has been great. Yeah. Do you know? 
I always, always, and Ellie and I have talked about this before, that you find the boozy mums at school. You sniff them out. Yes. You sniff out the good time people as well. And you kind of, and once you get to primary school, I think, you kind of, and, and the kids get a bit older, you know the mums you're not just going to tolerate. You yes. know the ones you actually really like. And, yes. and that's, that's kind of empowering because you're like, actually, I don't have time for this bullshit. I don't need to talk to you. I'll be yeah. polite to you, but I don't need yeah. to be your best friend. Yeah, it's so I hope interesting. They're listening. Yeah. <laughs> what, was that? Is that me that she wait, called? Wait, wait, wait a minute! She didn't yeah. reply to my text from three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! Uh, you <laughs> know, not make the cut. You sort of, I mean, I was sort of an older mum. Mm. I think, in, you know, in medical terms, I was like a geriatric mother. Oh, yeah, you, you were older than I was. Like, yeah. I was thirty-five yeah. when I got pregnant, and um, so I think by the time she was like toddling and all that stuff, and you're sort of having play dates, I. I was a bit older. I think I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, Tanya? You're not at school anymore. If someone's rubbing you the wrong way, you don't have to hang out with them. Yeah. It's cool. That's and, cool. And if there are young mums listening to this, just just le- listen to these words because I think you feel so self-conscious and you, you're sort yeah. of re-establishing yourself as a human being but also your identity and all that sort of stuff. You're like, I just need friends. And I yeah. need, but you, you don't. You don't really need heaps of friends. You need a couple of really good friends yes, that, will get exactly. you, that you can be honest with. Like, yes. I just felt like I was pretending for the first couple of years because I can be like wildly... Uh, insecure and I was like oh yeah of course I love I love eating cake and muffins and yeah I, I, yes. I, I want to go to Costa yeah that's my favourite cafe yes. um, I'll go there yes. and, and just to accommodate people to make them like you and yes. make you feel like yeah. you're fitting in or that I, you're not alone so you yeah. just don't you don't want to be isolated right no and I was yeah I really much identified with the I can't remember her name the Irish character in Motherland who just wanted to be everyone's friend and you could just see that she was desperate to be loved I was like oh she's a little bit me yes. I could see that yeah I whereas I hate most people so yeah. I quite quickly it was like fuck this this is bullshit <laughs> isn't that funny uh, yeah. thing. I was like let's go for a pint what's, what's wrong we've got nothing we've got no job yeah. we've got nothing else to do All right, we've got to look so you relate to Diane Morgan's character yeah. I think yeah, yeah I think well I I had a weird thing um, where I ended up meeting up with a friend of mine because my background was in video games journalism mm-hmm. yeah I know it's like going to the French nunnery it's just weird it's like that just isn't weird. it you can, <laughs> relate, you can relate just to gloss over it and so I sort of reconnected with this mate of mine called Steve uh, who because we used to go on press trips together and like do all sorts of terrible things mm. uh, not we to know. each other just to be clear um, <laughs> just to be completely what? clear as if you'd remember <laughs> true true uh, you could get those stains out yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't get mine out anyway but yeah but I remember because I used to like hanging out with him because we, we had a very good system we would meet because he lived in northwest London so the mm. other side so we would meet in the middle once a week when the mm. boys our boys were about a month apart mm. um, and we would meet we would do an activity so we would go to the natural history museum or we'd go to a park or we'd yeah. do something worthy that made us feel like good parents yeah. and then when it got to about lunchtime, we would then wheel them round in the buggies until one of them fell asleep and then whichever one fell asleep first that parent would dive into the nearest pub it didn't matter if it was a Yates's if it was an O'Neill's it didn't matter no, if it was an off in. it was an off license sometimes yeah. that person would go in get the Polish lager get the, la- get yeah. the lagers in yeah. sit down the other person when their baby came to sleep they would go in mm. and then we would sit there and we'd drink as much lager as possible until the babies woke up which wouldn't be that much because so you know funny. babies don't sleep very long and then we'd but just go drink home. very fast yeah. and we, yeah. <laughs> I do drink very fast <laughs> Like a gannet. Yeah. But that sort of... Don't say this to Steve because his ego will be unbearable. But that sort of saved me, I think. I was like, yeah. here's this friend. And, and it was, you know... And because he was a bloke, we couldn't talk about breastfeeding yeah. or the birth. All or, that stuff. you know, the stuff that I think sometimes as women... Of course, it's important to talk about that stuff. But sometimes it's like, you know, our blokes have football and they've got nothing to say to each other. Yeah. We've got episiotomies. Do you know what I mean? It feels like oh that. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> and and I, don't, I don't give a shit about football. Steve loves it. But, yeah. but so we actually had some quite good conversations about yeah. other things. Yeah. That Not just muscle or, squares. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, sometimes we just sit in silence and drink. Yeah, but yeah. that's, you know... <laughs> Stare off into the distance, questioning your life. So I'm not saying yeah. everyone should have a Steve. I'm saying everyone needs to find, I think, what works for them. And, yeah. what, and yeah. that might be sitting in a pub with a bloke you used to go to Romanian strip clubs with. Or yeah. it might be, it might I, be sitting I, in, a co- in a coffee shop with six. Yeah. No judgment on that either. If exactly. that works for you, wicked. Mm. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. I did a master's degree. Did you? <laughs> I did. In, in Muslin Squares or? Ephesiotomies. <laughs> <laughs> I did a master's degree in uh, actor training. Wow. Awesome. When she was... I'm guessing she's about three or four-ish or something. My God, your brain worked then. Oh, well, I did it because I was worried f- about my brain. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd spent so many hours singing along 
to Baba. They wouldn't even let us sing Baba Black Sheep. We had to sing Baba Happy Sheep. No! Which made me want to jump out a window. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you and raise that? Did you raise it? I yeah. just, you know what? I held my, I was, I yeah. did a bit of a grum, like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? There I'm a black, black person in here and I want to sing Baba Black yes. I understand what? that I am not a sheep oh, yeah, exactly. and that white people are able to I, distinguish between I mean? those two I things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In, in a freaking hall, church hall that smells like freaking nappies and pee and, you know. Oh, so there many There are hours. no happy sheep here. There are no happy sheep. And I got so worried about my intellect. Yeah. I think I think you, you know. Do, yeah. I was th- I felt it was dribbling out of my ear, so I was like, I'm going to do master degree. Yeah, I, I, did. I did my stand up comedy course when Charlie was 15 months old there because I was like, Help well, again, me. mainly it was an excuse to go to a pub <laughs> once a week, but it was just like, yeah, I need to do something yeah. to mm. use this thing. I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this or whatever. Did you know you were going to be good at acting though? <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Well, she was well, an actor. <laughs> well, listener, if you could see the look at my face. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, I, I knew I had a spot of talent. <laughs> you had a spark. You had a spark. Oh and now it's a burning flame. But did you, but did you, were you like the classic Miss Two Age student? Were like, you were on time every day. You did your assignments on time and all that sort of thing. Were you like a keen student or were you just like, just grateful oh, to be there? No, listener, if you could see my face now. <laughs> it's horrified. I... I feel ashamed. <laughs> like, oh, just was, another extension, please. I'll have the essay in, I promise. I was the worst student. Mm. But I think once I cottoned on that ac- actually the things that I was bad at wouldn't matter for me. I decided that because I knew I wanted to be an actor. Mm. And I made a deal with my teachers at secondary school. I made a proposition. I said, if you let me just do the classes that I want, that I'm good at, and then in the morning and in the afternoon, I will go and work in a theatre and get work experience. Will you give me the grades that I need to pass? Mm. And they were like, yeah, sure. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And then you came, did you come to London to go to uni then? Yeah, I came. So I was 17 at the time. For me, the idea of being an actor, my brother's an actor and I knew all of his mates were actors. And I assumed that it was a life of being impecunious and mostly drunk. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, you're thinking of comedians. Yeah, <laughs> that's the oh, mistake you've made there. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I just assume that okay, this is going to be a hard life, so I should study, and then it all going to up my chances of getting jobs mm-hmm. instead of just winging it. So I asked them. I said, right, what, where shall I study? And I said, oh, go to England. Definitely go to England because they—that's the epicenter of theatre on the planet, as it were. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, I know. You know. Probably be listeners going, no, it isn't, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I think you'll find Sydney's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. get, I get that. I put a different I mean? musical on every yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Cape Bl- Blanchett, uh, if you're listening, it's fine. I'm <laughs> not sorry, Cape Blanchett, you're not listening anyway. <laughs> but you know, I, for me, as a 17 year old, my older brother's mate saying that, it, it, it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? That time, 1989 or whatever it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just thought, and you know, when you think about 1989, it's not as if you can look on your smartphone no. for RADA and phone them up or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. So I don't even know how the hell I got their number. And I must have, so I must have gone to a library or something. Yeah, there was or no, no. I must have gone home and with the, with the kind of dial phone, yes. with, you know, with yeah. the cord, you know, dialing the Hello, long RADA. distance number. Yeah. <laughs> you know, waiting until whatever. RADA 241. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that. <laughs> Yes, I'm um, sure that can be arranged. Yes, Get yeah. on the next flight and we'll have someone meet you at the airport. <laughs> it was like that. Hi, hi, is this Rita? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tanya. I'm in Canada. I really like to audition. It was like that, you know. Yeah. They auditioned in New York. I was 17 years old at the time and I was really arsy. I was like a really... The teenager from hell. And this is why I'm scared of my daughter that I'm going to get payback. Karmic payback. Mm. Yeah, hold on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I booked this audition and I walked up to my mum, tapped her on the shoulder... I'm going to New York to audition for RADA. <laughs> and then walked off. And she was just silent. She kind of just looked at, you know, I'd imagine the look that I would give my daughter. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? A, who, what? What's going on? Uh, Why are you talking to me like that? B, what the fuck is RADA? Yeah. What's a RADA? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? What the, she's totally silent. Yeah. I went back, you know, stormed off in my 17-year-old, like, this is how I walk. <laughs> Sat down and then my brother just walked in the room about half an hour later. He went, I'm going to New York with you. I went, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. Mum says I have to. <laughs> and that was it. Like, wow. end of conversation, wow. I know. And she kind of said, she phoned mates of hers that lived there that she'd known in Jamaica and stuff. And we had somewhere to stay. 
And that was it, it. yeah. And the, and rest, got in. the rest is and history. The rest is okay. history. <laughs> so yes, so that was your beginnings, and now here we are. Mm. Um, and here we are. You're an actor in a coronavirus world. What's that like, mate? That's you know. Yeah, it's, it's not very. Ideal, is it? uh, what, being an actor in coronavirus world is very um, broke. <laughs> if there are some positive takeaways there aren't from me, the aren't coronavirus era, is that we, you know, I don't feel alone. You yeah. know, you talk to people, you know, you go, I'm broke. People go, yeah, cry me river, like me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you too? Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course, me too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was a bit like, well, you know, I still don't know. We haven't mm. been relying on an income or anything but I'm you know I'm a, I'm a Buddhist I've been a Buddhist now for over a quarter of a century like 26, 27 years so I don't I don't get scared anymore do you yeah. know what I mean? yeah it always goes to a place in my psyche where I'm like okay well well let's see okay what are we going to do you know what I mean? Yeah. whereas I think maybe like when I before I started practicing or early on in my practice there would have been a period of like terror yeah. you know mm. like oh my god I've got to but I've had this, especially as an actor you're freelance well in particular as an actor you go through so many periods of being entirely impecunious, like mm. wiped out, yeah. right? You hope that the accumulation of those periods would also give you a sense of, oh, I've been, oh yeah, I, I know this feeling. I've yeah. been here before. And I got out the other end. It's really about how you manage psychologically, emotionally. Mm. This is what I always tell, say to students as well. Being an actor is, is like 99% about how you cope with being out of work. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because when you're good, in work, yeah. you're in work, right? Yeah. yeah. I would imagine is being a Buddhist quite helpful for motherhood as well? Oh, deeply. Yeah. Deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good thing about it is the practice is, is daily and it's constant. So it's like constant flowing water. So it's always there as the foundation. So I chant in the morning. I chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. If anyone's seen the Tina Turner story, they would have seen this because okay. they, she does it and you hear it in the film. So it's yeah. that thing that she does. Chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo in the morning for however long I can do it. And in the evening, you know, um, and it kind of... So what, what you're doing in that is that you're drawing forth what we call our Buddhahood, which is our wisdom, our courage, our compassion, and boundless energy. Okay? Awesome. So this is like... <laughs> The notion that there's the constant yeah. energy in the universe. And so mm. you're, you're tapping into that. So mm-hmm. even at your lowest period, when mm-hmm. you're like, I'm literally on the ground kind of thing. Yeah. Because there are times, obviously, we're humans. There are times where you just literally feel like, that's it. I'm done. Mm. I am done. Yeah. But the difference with having the practice that you can feel like you're done, but that's different from feeling like you're defeated. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't felt defeated in a long time. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I felt like my back is against the wall mm-hmm. and I've wailed and I've cried and I've been furious and I've been scared and all this stuff, but I've never felt defeated. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You sort of go with the practice. You go, come on, push, push. It's like giving birth. Push. <laughs> come on, one more push. That kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get over that and you're like, okay. And then all the accumulated extra wisdom that you get and that kind of, and then you're able to help other people because you're able to say, girl, I know where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Take my hand. Listen to me. We're going to do this together sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Ellie does um, what I like to call jibber jabber. Um, she's very oh. respectful. Very respectful. <laughs> 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 well, it yeah, you're um, transcendental meditation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. transcendental meditation. Yeah. So mm. bits and I guess twenty minutes twice a day. Yes. you chant a thing, but in your head, yes. it's a secret. It, it's it's. A oh, secret. Yes, you're given that you're bestowed yeah. with your own personal. But um, yeah, it's, it's similar to what you talk. Obviously, not quite as deep. I haven't done the same studying as I imagine you've done. But I do get that thing of like I do feel calmer afterwards, and it does feel mm-hmm. a bit like it just feels a bit like your mobile phone, doesn't it? And you've just recharged your battery about sometimes eight. Yes. Percent, I know. Sometimes, literally, when you know the times you can just plug it in for like yeah, a second, yeah. and then you've got to go. Right. <laughs> but at least sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. oh, at least I can look at Facebook for five minutes yes. before bed. It's like yes. that, isn't it? So yeah. So come on, you got. She's doing Buddhism. I'm doing TM. Well, what are you going to do? I was going to eat some mushrooms and herbs today. Oh yes, yeah, of course. That, that's that's a thing. Ki- that's going to kill me. <laughs> That'll open your third eye, and if it doesn't, you can pay someone in Amsterdam yeah. who will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I, look, I'm, after after being separated, I now feel like I'm open to anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And anyone. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. <laughs> um, but how are you feeling now, Tanya? I guess about the state of the world genuinely is... It's, it's been a it's been a tough time, should we say? Not just for actors, weirdly. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should see it. I've been wondering how the rest of the world has yeah. been coping. I yeah. <laughs> Do you think this could be a real turning point for you know? I'm trying to dig into your Buddhist wisdom. That's what. What I'm saying is, can you just tell me everything's going to be all right, please, Tanya? Yeah, but you know, things. In order for us to see what's wrong the shit has to come out, right? Yeah. Mm. That's the only way that you can know that there's shit to clean up. Mm. Do you know? So, you know, in Buddhism, we liken it to, like, if you... You know when you turn on a garden hose after it's just been lying about all winter? Yeah. Is that and a like euphemism? All, all the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, Tanya. I've been married a long time. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, garden know, hose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you turn on a garden hose and all the crap, you know, you get the yeah, dirt, the, the leaves, the, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff, and then the, the clear water flows, mm. right? I suppose that's helped me to put things into perspective because it's very easy to, I'm, you know, like any, the human response to things is like, it's just awful. You know, we mm. just see the, like, it's just bad. Yeah. Do you know? Whereas in Buddhism, it's like, well, nothing is fully bad in a sense. There's always, everything has an enlightened aspect to it. Everything has Buddhahood mm-hmm. within it, even our lowest, lowest, darkest places. So it's like, Donald okay. Trump? Well, this is the thing, okay. I, I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. But you, you're <laughs> no, gonna say it. No, this, is, this is the thing, because I talk to my daughter about this a lot, obviously, because she's the daughter of two Buddhists. And she's becoming politically aware and everything mm. and becoming a bit of an activist herself and everything. She's like, oh, Donald Trump, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, well, you know, okay, I appreciate that. And we don't have to like him. But in Buddhism, we'd have to recognize that he has Buddhahood, which means he has the potential to manifest his wisdom, his courage, his compassion. <laughs> he has the potential. Whether or not people pick up on that, do you know what I mean? Yes. It's a whole other thing. Tanya, yeah. I have the potential to be a world-class chess player. Yeah. I'm not going to <laughs> become exactly. one. Exactly. I have the potential to be an astronaut. This is the thing. Do you know, so it's like you, you've got to kind of, and this is teaching my daughter about the, the concept of Buddhism and Buddhahood and saying, well, you know, and some people as well just will never want to manifest that mm-hmm. it's just a fact there's some people who just like star wars you know what i mean they'll always kind of be on the dark side yeah do you know yeah, yeah. and yet those people are val- valuable and important as well because in order for there to be light there has to be the dark there must be balance in the force yes, there must be balance in the force oh, you see amazing. i'm it's actually a almost Jedi. like george lucas stole all those ideas <laughs> know, isn't it exactly. it's almost like he got them from somewhere <laughs> yes uh, yes i always think of that and like would we have jacinda adern if we didn't have like the the bad dudes like you know would the left be as motivated if the right wasn't so bad like mm. i don't i don't know yeah but also this binary you know it is a false binary of left 
good, right, bad as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There is yeah. a false binary there because ultimately it's about we're all individuals, as it were, and this thing, these political platforms and ideologies and narratives. Human beings, we have to create narratives, don't we, yeah. in order to get power. You know, we have to control... For me to control a cinema, I've got to create a narrative. Otherwise, they're just going to think I'm nobody. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go, everyone, this is the cult of the, you know, the glass of the water. The glass of water cult. And uh, I am the glass of water leader. And, we, you know, you create this narrative. People go, oh, I'm going to buy into that. I like her. Yeah. You are very compelling. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with, I agree with everything yeah. she says. Yeah, she goes, me. Do you get free water? <laughs> I'm in. I, all that stuff. I'm so thirsty right now. You know, and um, so I'm always really curious about these ideologies and platforms because I could pick um, parts of, uh, like, right-wing think that like, I would go, well, that's actually doesn't, it's not... It makes a little bit of sense. And I could pick parts of left-wing ideology and go, well, that's, I don't know if that's right. Do you know what I mean? Everything is, it's not as clear as like, they are the good ones and those are the bad ones. And that's why I don't, I, for me, I don't necessarily ascribe to, I mean, I, obviously I, I know which way I vote, which is more, it goes towards more how I am as a Buddhist. You kit then? Uh, there you go. <laughs> but um, at the same time, no one I, and I vote because there people have fought hard for me to have the pillars to vote. Yeah, I feel a respon- a moral mm. responsibility, an ethical responsibility to vote. Yeah, but there's never been a political party where I've been fully like they're exactly like Buddhists. You know what I mean? They're, mm. You know, and they're, yeah. they're well individuals within a party, and you go, why have they why have they done that? Why have they said that? Yeah, that's awful. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of sometimes they'll do because the others yes. are so shit. Well, yes. it's like, you know, you think, well, that's sort of kind of yeah, like me. You know, and is it good enough? Yeah. Is it good enough, yeah. really, for us as humans? Mm. Is it really good enough? So in a nutshell, the garden hose is clear. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> that's good. That's well, all right. you know. And we should look mm. to Star Wars for answers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Tanya's well, you know, you know, starting this a cult. Is... <laughs> if you think about the eras of humanity, you know, we're in for the long haul yeah. of things and changing attitudes changing we've made centuries of profound negative causes as humanity not only towards one another but towards the planet do you know yeah fundamentally we have to get our lives in line with like a fundamental sense of respect for all living things mm. yeah yeah it feels a bit lacking at the moment it's Daniel, so to you be know honest. <laughs> yeah, and this has been for centuries. It's not. This isn't mm. new. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, what's great is that we're in an era where, like, this recent um, Black Lives Matter groundswell, it does feel totally different to the other times there have been. We've witnessed atrocities that have been videoed, and people have said the term hashtag Black Lives Matter. It feels totally different this time. And I think it's because this time there have been so many white allies that have been like, you're absolutely bloody right. Yeah, we've got to step up now. We've had enough. There's mm. been allies and it's been so moving. I mean, when the, all this happened with... I mean, I hate using George Floyd's name in, like, when I'm speaking metaphorically or like in talking you know, anecdotally because I mm. think you know, this, his life has been lost. It's terrible. I'm very grateful to his life and what happened because, you know, I, I spent every day... I just cried every day for about... Three weeks? Yeah. And these are just the things that are being recorded. And that's just one country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like so... Yeah. And, such and, a drop in the ocean mm. about fundamental inequalities and people realising that actually a rising tide raises all boats. So this is why I need to be an ally. Because yeah. actually if things become more equitable for this group it's more equitable for me do you know what i mean yeah i've never heard that phrase before but i think that sums it up it is a shame to me almost that it has to be that that it can't just be fairness for the sake of fairness equality because that's the right thing to do but i hear what you're saying that the angle may be to some people it needs to be presented as this is for the good of the whole you know it's the truth you know but um you know like the women's equality party motto you know equality is better for everyone Mm. it really it really is you know and i think I've seen amazing things that friends who up until this point had just been friends or people I liked and they've really pulled out their allyship. And I've been like, oh my God, you're a, 
you're a great human being. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. totally given me a new spin on this on the people. You know, mm. like wow. So that's a positive thing. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a positive note to end. I'm happy with that. I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I mean, we've we've covered oh, a lot. Very moot. I feel very very intense. I like it. I feel, <laughs> feel like we're feel like we're, we're learning things, mate. We're learning things. Uh, That's why we got her on. She's Usually clever we and just stuff. Talk right. about tits. It's good. I didn't you even know, know she was a Buddhist, and now we've and we've found oh. out all sorts of exciting things. Excellent. I might give it a double. <laughs> I know. don't think you can do that, can you? You can't just dabble in it. It's not like a one-night stand. You yes, go, you can. Oh, OK. Is it like Bailey's? It's Why all right not? just to have a bit of Christmas. Of course. <laughs> Touch of Buddhism with Ella Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Touch my Buddhism with Ella Gibson. <laughs> You've got a Buddha butter. You've got a Buddha butter. I can't believe it's not Buddha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Buddha butter dish, yeah. yeah, nice. yeah he's over there. He's over oh, there. Oh, there's Buddha. Him. Oh, he's always here. Oh, he's lovely. Yeah, actually is a butter dish. The butter you lift it up and the butter goes underneath. I thought it was funny at the time. Now I just think it's very spiritual, possibly even disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, now at the end of the podcast, mm. Tanya, we do like to end with a scummy mummy confession. So my confession is, uh, I think we've definitely over lockdown let the five year old watch too much television <laughs> and YouTube because he started picking up like turns of phrase that really he's, he doesn't really understand. He's far too young. Yeah. And you can't help sort of going, where have you got that from? You don't really know what that means. And then the other day he helped me clear the table. Right. And I went, oh, well done, Joe. That's good helping. And he went, ah, I have my uses. <laughs> That's in a so book. Funny. Where have That's you got that so from? Cute. So, uh, Helen, have you a scummy mummy confession? Uh, I do. So, uh, as we all know, I've got a new kitten, my therapy cat, uh, Fozzie, uh, and I, I love him. He gets away with murder. He's always on the kitchen table. I'm doing all the wrong things. Anyway, um, so I had my Akada order the other day. As Tanya said, how did I get that? I don't know. It was magic. Mm. That's forty four thousand. The Akado man knows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, had all my all my shopping out, and I was trying to put it away, and I noticed the cat had literally got into the bag. And uh, and had nibbled a corner off the pizza. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, what should I do here? Probably should cut it off and reseal it. But what did I do, Ellie? Just stuck it in the fridge. <laughs> no, can I say, the reason we know this is because we just did a, li- we did a live Instagram show. Mm. And she told this story. And when you originally told the story, you said, oh, so I cut it off and I put the pizza in the fridge. And I immediately knew that was horseshit, Tanya. Ah. I was like, that, <laughs> is, that would involve... That's not a Helen Thorne method. That no, I was not, like, no. that would involve Helen... Opening the drawer, getting out the knife, opening the pizza, cutting the bit of the pizza, mm. wrapping up the pizza and putting it in the fridge. Mm. That's six things. Mm. That's five steps too far for a yeah. Helen Thorne event. Mm. Yeah. So I said to you, I bet you just put it straight in the fridge. And what did you say? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have been seen. I know. But I know when I cook the pizza, I will cut the cat end off. Well, cut believe it when I see it. <laughs> Because I realise that the cat does, you know, cat does a poo in the kid cat litter tray comes out w- walks around sits on everything my friend said your house is probably about 80% bum juice right yeah, now yeah exactly <laughs> little kiss marks yeah <laughs> everywhere yeah have you got a cat Tanya even worse in terms of that kind of thing I've got a dog yes and they do do are not clean animals <laughs> no doesn't do you... stop me from kissing her on the cheek oh, all the time I was going to say do you kiss it oh. I kiss her on the cheek I don't kiss her on the lips you don't <laughs> kiss it I, oh. she's got a little chunky bit on her cheek there and a I kiss jowl, her there little, little, oh. little and cheek. I just sort of accepted if this kills me I'm good with that <laughs> because I want to kiss her because she's so cute oh. but yeah I'll be holding her and she'll like fart into my arm <laughs> And you kind of feel the warm oh, end, yeah. you know. The hot cloud. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and do you quite like gross. it secretly? <laughs> you know, I never got to that stage of liking oh, it. It's, it's not like when gross. you do a fart in the bath and it's really satisfying. Yeah, no, it's uh. like, ooh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, have you got a confession you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I do. Excellent. I do. I have a recent one, actually, because, uh, you know, into the lockdown, I two weeks in the lockdown, I broke my ankle. I, so because of the surgery, I had to take um, penicillin. And so I've been on this course of penicillin, which I swore that I hadn't finished because it was like so many freaking pills, right? Yeah. And I was in the kitchen. I was like, oh, and you know, you can't move around the house very quickly. So I, I, I send my minions out to do things for me a lot. My partner, my kids. <laughs> Can you just go get this for mummy kind of thing? I could have sworn I had more penicillin to take. So I said to Willow, I said, darling, can you go up to my bedroom? Go up to mummy's bedroom. I'm looking for a box of pills, yeah? I described the box and I said, I think they're in the drawer next to my bed. 
Uh oh. What are we in draws next? Oh god! Oh, they are. Dear listener, but I, I didn't. I was just like, you know, didn't even think about about it. And she called down. She's like, I can't, I can't find it. Are you sure? Have you checked the draw? And she went back. And she said, uh, Do you mean the draw next to your side of the bed? I said, Yeah. And she words, well, it's not there. And then she kind of went downstairs and went away. And I was like, You know what? I'm sure it is. But she just. I went upstairs, opened the drawer, and the veiny end <gasps> of my dildo. Sticking out. <gasps> And I was just like... Like a, like a bald mole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bit where they've taken all the care to really kind of do all the realistic, oh, lifelike... Yes, yes. Oh. Like, like a Michelangelo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like David's... As if we care about organ. As if that's what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one's not very realistic. Yeah. I shan't put that up there. Yeah. And not only that, but lying on top of it, only half covering it at the stage, it was my special pair of sexy knickers. <laughs> That I keep in the drawer. Wait, I don't even know why I keep it in the drawer. Why is it in there? It's keeping the dildo company. Why? Like a little cloak. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh and I was God. just like, wow. 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 Okie dokie. And you, if you have that thing in your mind that you go, should I talk to her about it? And yeah. you go, you know what? Let's just pretend like nothing happened. Let's just pretend like she don't, they don't want to talk about it, do they? They're like, no, she didn't want to talk about no, that. they don't no. have that conversation. You know? She'll come and ask you if she. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there we go. Uh, so yes, uh, normally we would sell tickets for our tour, but we can't. You can't come, so that's that's. That's uh, it. We've got a shop though, Helen. We do scummymummyshopelly.com. We sell mugs. It's no scummymummyshop.com, not scummymummyshopelly.com. Although we should have called it. That's what I wanted to call it originally. Uh, <laughs> oh well, that's that. The moment for another time. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, and we sell our t-shirts and our mugs, Ellie. Yes, mugs are now priced twelve pounds which means we do make a small profit rather than the loss of 22 pence we originally made. So I'm sorry about it. That's economics. I didn't invent capitalism. That's the way the world is. We shouldn't have sold them for nine quid. Oh, yeah. That's all we're saying. It was eight pound, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Ridiculous when you think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. How much are they in John Lewis? 25? Oh, I don't know. I know. We're practically giving them away. Well, we yes. were before. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, so thank so, you. Yeah. Obviously, follow us on the Instagram and all that. Do all that if you like. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all the jazz. And, uh, yeah, and one day we'll do theatre again Ellie we will well theatre's a strong word mate I don't think we ever did theatre theatre we're, we're in theatres <laughs> one day we'll go in a theatre yeah. and we'll tell some tit jokes I think that's a probably a more and people will like it again Ellie. trade description <clears throat> act Helen we've got to be we've got to be honest here yeah. uh, Tanya do you do you have something you'd like to plug to the listener um, yeah try chanting Nemyo Horengekyo <laughs> <laughs> we might do an Insta story about that. <laughs> and where can people find you? What's your handles on, on social medias, Tanya? Um, so Instagram, it's at Tanya Grace Moody. Mm-hmm. Twitter, at Tanya Moody. It's all very... Tanya can Moody's you see the brand. theme? There's <laughs> like a sort of theme yeah. there. Yes, do you yes. know what I mean? We'll, we will put the links yeah, in, in the show yeah. notes. And, yes. uh, and highly recommend, do watch uh, Motherland. Oh, and follow my dog on Instagram. What? <laughs> yeah. She only mentions this now. At Bella Mini Bully. Yeah. Do we get like, to see you kissing her cheek? Oh, you, oh, like so many kisses. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Yeah, and you can I'm just tell it. how stinky she is by looking at her. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there we go. Tanya, you've been an amazing guest. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming to sit in my garden. Sorry, everyone, it was a bit windy again today, but I think it's all right. I don't think it was as windy as the other day. Yeah. I think yes. it was better. Oh, oh, thank you so much, thank Tanya. Thank you. It's Hooray. been so fun. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Can we just have a bit of you chanting for the outtake so we know how it's done? Yes. Okay. Nam yo ho renge kyo, nam yo ho renge kyo, nam yo ho renge kyo. Like that. Oh, oh better yeah. already, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.